With us today is uh, Secretary Ben Carson, the former uh, Secretary of uh, Housing and Urban Development, otherwise known as HUD, and uh, he has very many, a, a few concerns, and he wrote an op-ed piece in the Washington Examiner, and uh, Mr. Secretary, tell us your concerns this morning. Well, thanks for having me. It's always good to be with you. You know, I'm very concerned about freedom of speech in our country. You know, our founders very much understood the importance of freedom of speech and freedom of expression, of having an open and honest exchange of ideas. And as they were putting the framework together for this country, they studied every other government that had ever existed in the history of the world and uh, looked at the downfalls. What, what, what were the things that were problematic? And how could we avoid those same pitfalls? And uh, they worked very hard to come up with a constitution that would restrain the government because one of the things they recognize is that governments all end up the same way. They grow, they infiltrate, and they dominate. That's government. And uh, just like a lion, a lion is not a bad animal because it kills gazelles and eat them. They do that because they're lions. Well, governments do that because they're governments. And you have to have something to constrain them. And it was, I think, God inspired our Constitution. And one of the principal pillars of that Constitution, freedom of speech and uh, freedom of expression, because when you have a plethora of ideas to discuss, you're much more likely to end up with the one that works than if you have someone saying, no, this is the way it is. And anybody who disagrees with me is a horrible person, you know, is anti-democracy, is anti-this and that. And that's what has happened traditionally with different societies. Seeing it creeping up in our society is very alarming. For instance, in, in New Jersey, you know, the legislature just passed a measure that would require uh, literacy training or media uh, training for K through 12. Who gets to decide what is legitimate information and what is misinformation because they're supposed to teach them how to identify misinformation? When you look at something like COVID, you know, a lot of the stuff that they said was misinformation turns out to be true. A lot of stuff they said was true turned out to be misinformation. So that's why it's so dangerous to have, you know, a group that sort of decides this is the right way, my way or the highway. Same thing in California, recently coming up with legislation to control doctors that says any doctor who is guilty of spreading misinformation can lose their license. Well, boy, that's a pretty heavy stick. That's pretty heavy. Somebody's head. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and who who gets to decide what's misinformation? Who, who gets thing? to decide if the vaccine is good or not good? Why did the federal government go to federal court uh, uh, eight months ago and say that we want we want to lock up side effects for seventy five years? Yeah, exactly. They obviously knew that there was a problem going on there, and it seems and that there, there is a problem. Yeah. Heart attacks are up a, a, a alarming amount. And uh, blood clots are up an alarming amount. 
Yes, strokes, all kinds of horrendous complications, way more than we've seen with any other vaccine. All the other vaccines combined don't even come up close to the complications we've had with this one. That's not to say that people... So so the first mentality, the first mentality of the government was, let's go to federal court and hide it. I mean, you know, Washington is broken, and I think both of us agree. Well, you know, not only that, but you take something that clearly doesn't work the way they said it was supposed to, and then you mandate that people have to take it anyway or lose your job, lose your livelihood. It puts people in a horrible predicament. So, you know, look at the people in the military who lost a lot, and some of them are being made to pay back, you know, incentive bonuses. You know, this is absolute craziness. And yet... It's going to be we the people if we're going to stop this madness. You know, I've talked to a lot of people in different countries uh, lately, and they all ask me the same question. What's happened to the United States? What happened to even the French are asking? You know, if the French are asking what's wrong with you, you know you're... Then if the French are asking, we're in deep trouble. (laughs) I mean, doctor, I mean, me and you know each other. I mean, the... uh, our borders are under attack. They're allowing, the Homeland Security people are allowing the fentanyl to come in from the borders, killing over 100,000 Americans in the last year or so. Uh, our, uh, our institutions are under certain restrictions, and, under, and, and, and it looks like the Chinese government is funding them to a degree where things are happening. I'm just, uh, I'm very, very much concerned. And my my problem with Washington is nobody tells the truth. No, absolutely not. And and look at our universities. I was interviewing a young lady, uh, Yumi Park, who uh, escaped from North Korea and, uh, you know, had a very turbulent life, but ended up in the United States as an American citizen now. I went to Columbia University. She said, you know, the, the, the restrictions on speech and activity at Columbia University reminded her much of North, Car- of North uh, Korea. Wow. These are the things that are happening in our universities. You know, the place where you're supposed to have an exchange of ideas. And, you know, you're telling people you can only think this way. You can only go in this direction. This is completely antithetical and to the doctor, way that America I, is supposed to work. I understand, doctor, that m- most of the students coming in from China are paid for by the Chinese government. And, and that, that means that if they're going to a school like Harvard or Penn State uh, or, and they're saying, oh, we're going to send you 200 students and that's going to mean X amount of money, uh, that's sort of... Uh, tilts the wheel a certain way because all these universities, it's become all about money lately. And in Washington, it's become about all about money lately, uh, where I think in in Washington, we are crossing the line, I hate to say the word, uh, of treason, of some some people committing treasonous acts against our country. You know, there's so many things that are going on now that are just rotten. And a lot of it does it deal with money? The love of money is the root of all evil, as the as the Bible says. It doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money. 
because you'll do anything to get it. And that's very, very problematic. And then the other thing, the way that our government uh, police agencies like the FBI are colluding with big tech to control speech, to control thinking of the people. This is incredibly dangerous. I don't know if, if people are sleeping through this or what, but this is messing with the fundamental principles of freedom that this country was based upon. And if we don't stop it now, it's going to be too late. Now, that's I, what I, I agree. Meant when he said a democracy, a republic, if we can keep it. I agree. I think we're at the point where where somebody has to put their foot down in Washington and say enough is enough. We have to protect our borders. We have to we we have to protect our our people. And and, and what's happening now? Even Mayor Adams in New York is saying, "I can't take it anymore. Don't send me any more immigrants unless you you plan to pay for it. We we don't have the money in New York." Well, common sense would tell you, you can't just allow your country to be flooded. I mean, there are a lot of people who are compassionate people, who are good people, um, and they want to help other people. But tell me, do they open the front door of their house and just say, anybody wants to come in here, come on in and take over and, and we'll support you? No, they don't do that. There's a reason they don't do that. And there's a reason that a nation can't do that and be sustained as well. On a final note, I spoke to a, a bunch of people yesterday, and I said, maybe our country should make a decision that we should take care of the poor Americans first before we, we take care of the poor uh, Central Americans and South Americans. Well, that would make sense. I mean, when you get on an airplane, what's one of the announcements? In case of emergency, your, your mask will drop down. Put yours on first. And then help your neighbor, because if you don't put yours on first, you won't be able to help them. I agree. You know, we we, we need to get our own house in order first. It doesn't right. mean that we can't continue to be generous and help for the other people, but we can't do that if we're weakened and destroyed. Doctor Carson, we have many things to talk about again in the near future. Thank you for coming on this Sunday morning, and we pray for America, and we both work hard for America. Amen. Thank you for your patriotism, John. Thank you. Thank you. God bless.